Chapter Thirty Six of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Queen. The Queen, after leaving the King, felt deeply the danger she had been so nearly incurring. She was therefore pleased with Jeanne, who had been the means of preventing it, and said to her with a gracious smile, "It is really fortunate, Madame." That you prevented my prolonging my stay at Monsieur Mesmer's, for only think, they have taken advantage of my being there to say that I was under the influence of the magnetism. But, said Madame de Lamballe, it is very strange that the police should have been so deceived, and have affirmed that they saw the Queen in the inner room. It is strange, said the Queen, and Monsieur de Crosny is an honest man and would not willingly injure me. But his agents may have been bought. I have enemies, dear Lambaye. Still, there must have been some foundation for this tale. The infamous libel represents me as intoxicated and overcome to such a degree by the magnetic fluid that I lost all control over myself and all womanly reserve. Did any such scene take place, Madame la Comtesse? Was there any one who behaved like this? Jean colored. The secret once told, she lost all the fatal influence which she could now exercise over the queen's destiny. Therefore she again resolved to keep silent on this point. Madame, said she, there was a woman much agitated, who attracted great attention by her contortions and cries. Probably some actress or loose character— "'Possibly, madame. "'Countess, you replied very well to the king, "'and I will not forget you. "'How have you advanced in your own affairs?' "'At this moment, Madame de Misery came in "'to say that Mademoiselle de Tavernay "'wished to know if Her Majesty would receive her. "'Assuredly,' said the queen. "'How ceremonious you always are, Andrea. "'Why do you stand so much upon etiquette?' "'Your Majesty is too good to me.' Madame de Lamballe now availed herself of Andrea's entrance to take leave. "'Well, Andrea,' the Queen then said, "'here is this lady, whom we went to see the other day.' "'I recognize, Madame,' said Andrea, bowing. "'Do you know what they have been saying of me?' "'Yes, Madame. Monsieur de Provence has been repeating the story.' "'Oh, no doubt.' therefore we will leave that subject countess we were speaking of you who protects you now you madame replied jeanne boldly since you permit me to come and kiss your hand few people she continued dared to protect me when i was in obscurity now that i have been seen with your majesty every one will be anxious to do so then said the queen no one has been either brave enough or corrupt enough to protect you for yourself. I had the first Madame de Boulanvilliers, a brave protector, then her husband, a corrupt one. But since my marriage, no one. Oh, yes, I forget one brave man, a generous prince. Prince, Countess, who is it? Monsieur the Cardinal de Rohan. "'My enemy?' said the queen, smiling. "'Your enemy? Oh, madame!' 
it seems you are astonished that a queen should have an enemy it is evident you have not lived at court but madame he adores you the devotion of the cardinal equals his respect for you oh, doubtless said the queen with a hearty laugh that is why he is my enemy jeanne looked surprised and you are his protege continued the queen tell me all about it it is very simple his eminence has assisted me in the most generous yet the most considerate manner good prince louis is generous no one can deny that but do you not think andrea that monsieur le cardinal also adores this pretty countess a little come countess tell us and marie antoinette laughed again in her frank joyous manner all this gaiety must be put on thought jeanne so she answered in a grave tone madame i have the honor to affirm to your majesty that monsieur de rohan well since you are his friend ask him what he did with some hair of mine which he bribed a certain hairdresser to steal and which trick cost the poor man dear for he lost my custom your majesty surprises me monsieur de rohan did that oh yes all his adoration you know after having hated me at vienna and having employed every means to try and prevent my marriage he at last began to perceive that i was a woman and his queen and that he had offended me for ever then this dear prince began to fear for his fortune and like all of his profession who seem most fond of those whom they most fear and as he knew me young and believed me foolish in vain he turned he became a professed admirer and began with sighs and glances he adores me does he not andrea madame oh andrea will not compromise herself but i say what i please at least i may have that advantage from being a queen so it is a settled thing that the cardinal adores me and you may tell him countess that he has my permission jeanne instead of seeing in all this only the angry disdain of a noble character which she was incapable of appreciating thought it all pique against monsieur rohan hiding another feeling for him and therefore began to defend him with all her eloquence the queen listened good she listens thought jeanne and did not again understand that she listened through generosity and through pleasure at anything so novel as to hear any person defend one of whom the sovereign chose to speak ill and felt pleased with her thinking she saw a heart where none was placed all at once a joyous voice was heard near and the queen said here is the comte d'artois when he entered the queen introduced the countess to him pray do not let me send you away madame la comtesse said he as jeanne made a move to depart the queen also requested her to stay you have returned from the wolf hunt then she said yes sister and have had good sport i have killed seven i'm not sure continued he laughing but they say so however do you know i have gained seven hundred franc how why they pay a hundred franc a head for these beasts it is dear 
but I would give two hundred of them just now for the head of a certain journalist. Ah, you know the story. Monsieur de Provence told me. He is indefatigable, but tell me how he related it. So as to make you whiter than snow, or Venus Aphroditus, it seems you came out of it gloriously. You are fortunate. Oh, you call that fortunate. Do you hear him, Andrea? Yes, for you might have gone alone without Madame de Lombaya, and you might not have had Madame de Lamotte there to stop your entrance. Ah, oh, you know that too? Oh, yes, the Count told everything. Then you might not have had Madame de Lamotte at hand to give her testimony. You will tell me, doubtless, that virtue and innocence are like the violet which does not require to be seen in order to be recognized. But still, I say you are fortunate. Badly proved. I will prove it still better. Saved so well from the unlucky scrape of the cabriolet, saved from this affair, and then at the ball, whispered he in her ear. What ball? The ball at the opera. What do you mean? I mean the ball at the opera, but I beg pardon. I should not have mentioned it. Really? Brother, you puzzle me. I know nothing about the ball at the opera. The words ball and opera caught Jean's ear, and she listened intently. I am dumb, said the prince. But, Count, I insist on knowing what it means. Oh, pray, allow me to let it drop. Do you want to disoblige me? No, sister, but I have said quite enough for you to understand. You have told me nothing. Oh, sister, it is needless with me. But, really, I am in earnest. You wish me to speak? Immediately. Not here, said he, looking at the others. Yes, here. There cannot be too many at such an explanation. Then you mean to say you were not at the last ball? I? cried the queen. At the ball at the opera. Hush, I beg. No, I will not hush. I will speak it aloud. You say I was at the ball? Certainly I do. Perhaps you saw me? She said ironically. Yes, I did. Me? Yes, you. Oh, it is too much. Why did you not speak to me? <laughs> Ma foi, I was just going to do so when the crowd separated us. You are mad. I should not have spoken of it. I have been very foolish. The queen rose and walked up and down the room in great agitation. Andrea trembled with fear and disquietude, and Jean could hardly keep from laughing. Then the queen stopped and said, My friend, do not jest any more. 
you see i am so passionate that i have lost my temper already tell me at once that you were joking with me i will if you please sister be serious charles you have invented all this have you not he winked at the ladies and said oh yes of course you do not understand me brother cried the queen vehemently say yes or no do not tell falsehoods i only want the truth well then sister said he in a low voice i have told the truth but i am sorry i spoke you saw me there as plain as i see you now and you saw me the queen uttered a cry and running up to andrea and jean cried ladies monsieur le comte d'artois affirms that he saw me at the ball at the opera let him prove it well said he i was with monsieur de richelieu and others when your mask fell off my mask i was about to say this is too rash sister but the gentleman with you drew you away so quickly oh mon dieu you will drive me mad what gentleman the blue domino the queen passed her hand over her eyes what day was this she asked saturday the next day i set off to hunt before you were up what time do you say you saw me between two and three decidedly one of us is mad oh it is i it is all a mistake do not be so afraid there is no harm done at first i thought you were with the king but the blue domino spoke german and he does not well brother on saturday i went to bed at eleven the count bowed with an incredulous smile the queen rang madame de misery shall tell you why do you not call laurent also <laughs> said he laughing oh cried the queen in a rage not to be believed my dear sister if i believed you others would not what others those who saw you as well as myself who were they monsieur philippe de tavernay for instance my brother cried andrea yes shall we ask him immediately mon dieu murmured andrea my brother a witness yes i wish it and she went to seek him at his father's he was just leaving after the scene we have described with his father when the messenger met him, he came quickly, and Marie Antoinette turned to him at once. "'Sir,' said she, "'are you capable of speaking the truth?' "'Incapable of anything else, madame.' "'Well, then say frankly, have you seen me at any public place within the last week?' "'Yes, madame.' "'All hearts beat so that you might have heard them.' "'Where?' said the queen in a terrible voice philippe was silent oh no concealment sir my brother says you saw me at the ball of the opera 
I did, madame. The queen sank on a sofa, then rising furiously, she said, It is impossible, for I was not there. Take care, monsieur de Tavernay. Your majesty, said Andrea, pale with anger, if my brother says he saw you, he did see you. You also, cried Marie Antoinette. It only remains now for you to have seen me. Pardieu, my enemies overwhelm me. When I saw that the blue domino was not the king, said the Comte d'Artois, I believed him to be that nephew of Monsieur de Souffren, whom you received so well here the other night. The queen colored. Did it not look something like his tourneur, Monsieur de Tavernay? continued the Count. I did not remark, Monseigneur, said he in a choking voice. But I soon found out that it was not he, for suddenly I saw him before me, and he was close by you when your mask fell off. So he saw me too? If he were not blind, he did. The queen rang. What are you about to do? Send for him also, and ask... I will drink this cup to the dregs. I do not think he can come, said Philippe. Why? Because I believe he is not well. Oh, he must come, monsieur. I am not well either, but I would go to the end of the world barefoot to prove. All at once, Andrea, who was near the window, uttered an exclamation. What is it? cried the queen. Oh, nothing. Only here comes Monsieur de Chargny. The queen, in her excitement, ran to the window, opened it, and cried, Monsieur de Chargny. He, full of astonishment, hastened to enter. End of chapter 36. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.